ask all y'all to stand up. I want to say hello to all our campuses, all our microsites out there, City Heights, East County, San Isidro, San Marcos. God bless y'all. I want to thank y'all for praying for my mom. Uh, really was a blessing to us. Um, she's here today. I'm going to give her a little hand over there. God bless you. We all go through it. We all got a mom. You all know how hard it is to see a mom suffer. So thank you for um, allowing me to be gone and praying for us. And I want to ask all y'all to just lift your hand up towards her. And how many of y'all have somebody in your family or you that have cancer? Just raise your hand. Okay. I want to pray for all those people right now and my mom. Amen. Let's do that real quick. Lord, you are the great physician. And we all know we're all going to die one day. There is no question about that. We accept that. Um, but we do pray against cancer today. Uh, we pray against any spirit of infirmity. And my mom and all our family members and all the people who are here who are cancer, we pray in Jesus' name for supernatural healing. We've seen you do it before. And we ask and believe you do it now. And we just thank you for being a God who encourages us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Also, uh, three or four weeks ago, we had raised $10,000 for Harvey, and I don't know if you remember that I came in with a $10,000 seed to match that $10,000, it's twenty, and we're all, now, since then, we're up to almost $300,000, so thank you very much for all of you. And that, that is for, you know, Irma, Harvey, just disaster in Reno, so thank you very much for, for doing that. Uh, let's lift both hands up. We're going to pray again for two things. Um, one hand is, I want to pray for our president, and I want to pray that our president and our government have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Yes. Amen? Uh, that God would do an amazing thing, and that as he is, the Holy Spirit is our teacher, that he would be the, our country's leader and influence our leadership. Democrats, Republicans, all alike, and, and just that holiness would reign and righteousness reign in our country. The other thing is that I would pray, pray that uh, we would see unprecedented unity in our country and reconciliation. Amen? Amen? And thirdly, I would pray that all of y'all whose arms are tied right now, you would start working out, okay? <laughs> They told me after, can you just say everything and then ask to lift our hands up? I was like, nah, nah, we're going to lift our hands up. Lord, we just, uh, Lord, we pray you open up heaven above the United States of America and pour out your spirit on our country and bring us together. And that leadership on every level in this country would have a powerful encounter uh, with the spirit of God. Thank you for being so faithful to us. Thank you for being good to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, before you go, okay, let's give the Lord a hand. Uh, I want you to meet just one person. This is very important because we're gonna, this is going to apply to something we're going to do at the end of the service. I want you to meet one person that you don't know, preferably, that has a different shade of brown than you, doesn't look like you. And I want you to get their name because we are going to do something together at the end with that person. Okay, all you got to do is say hi, God loves you, and get their name, and that's it. 30 seconds. <laughs>
Uh, before we uh, do our Bible thing, next week we're going to talk about um, a kingdom warrior and healing. And so I want to encourage you to bring somebody who has an ailment. Doesn't matter what it is, God is bigger than any ailment. I want you to encourage you to bring them next week. Uh, the week after that, we're going to have a collective quiz on everything we learned. Amen? Amen? Okay, let's see your Bibles on the count of three. Say word. One, two, three. Say word. word. One more time, Rock Church. Say word. word. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. When mom was in the hospital, she was suffering and uh, from what we were seeing, dying right in front of us. And... She was in the hospital 12 days or so, and before that, you know, getting worse every day at a house. And then they started to give her all kinds of medicines, and in the process of being able to be here today, she was up and down, up and down, but we saw her go from really bad to a lot better. And that medicine seemed to give her life and health. A kingdom warrior speaks life with their words. Today I want to talk about the prophetic call on our life as kingdom warriors. Everyone say prophetic. Amen. Speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, speaking life to people. Let's do a little review. A kingdom, uh, in, the, in the spiritual world there are how many kingdoms? Yes. Let me say it one more time. How many kingdoms in the spiritual world? Yes. There is whose kingdom? And who else's kingdom? Okay, let me get, okay, 100% participation. I know y'all still thinking, let's get with me now. So how many kingdoms are there? Two. There you go. Whose kingdom? Two. And Very good. And a kingdom warrior is a disciplined, trained, persistent what? A, a disciplined, trained, persistent what? Very good. A kingdom of God warrior does two things about the kingdom of God. He or she does what? Declares. Say declares. declares. D word. Say declares. declares. Say demonstrate. D word. Very good. And a kingdom warrior does what to the, the kingdom of the devil? Say destroy. destroy. Very good. D word. Say destroy. destroy. Very good. Today we're going to talk about a kingdom warrior speaks life with his or her words. Let's do our kingdom warrior prayer because I don't want to forget this. This is kind of an overview of our, this whole series. Let's read it together. Okay. On three. One, two, three. Heavenly Father, as a kingdom warrior, my desire is to demonstrate the kingdom of God with my life destroying the works of the devil. As a kingdom warrior, I must have a clear understanding of my identity in Christ. My identity will dictate the authority and power you have given me. As a kingdom warrior, I cannot fulfill my mission without the Spirit of God moving through my life. Therefore, Holy Spirit, I give you permission to fill me with a powerful anointing. Fall upon me and equip me for the battle of a warrior. Uh, the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Can I get amen? Everybody say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into our meeting. As a matter of fact, this is your meeting. You are our teacher, Holy Spirit. Not that caramel chocolate brother out front, and he's not our teacher. Okay, okay, okay bring, say, as a kingdom warrior, let's go. As a kingdom warrior, I must have a renewed mind in order to take every thought captive, dwelling only on thoughts that are acceptable to you. As a kingdom warrior, I will create an atmosphere of faith by speaking life to everyone I meet. We're going to talk about that today. As a kingdom warrior, I will review every situation from your perspective, focusing only on what you are doing more than what God is doing, Satan is doing. 
As a kingdom warrior, my hands. Everyone say hands. Let me see your hands. Next week, we're going to talk about this. Bring somebody who is sick. Bring somebody who is sick. Okay, where my, where my words go? Where my words go? As a kingdom warrior, my hands must carry the powerful anointing of God that breaks the spiritual chains on people's lives. I think that's it. Amen. <laughs> we have an exercise we're going to do in uh, hopefully 15 minutes. I'm going to try to get to it in 15, 17 minutes. So I want to go through the content uh, uh, relatively swiftly so we can get to the exercise because the exercise is going to be the lesson. And that's where you're going to learn. A kingdom warrior, in your notes, prophesies or speaks life with their speaking. A kingdom warrior speaks life with the spirit. Whenever you think of prophecy, some of you may think, well, prophecy is, oh, this is going to happen next year. We're talking about a different kind of prophecy. We're talking about someone who actually, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, which you could be all day long as you pray and say, Lord, lead me, guide me, speak to me. You speak life into people, not death into people. Not discouragement, but encouragement. The first thing in the Bible was God said, let there be light. God said, let the water separate from the land. God said, let there be plants. God said, let there be uh, uh, plants with seeds. God said, let them multiply on the earth. God said, and what God said, he ordered and brought life. When we speak the words of God, we bring order and life. The devil spoke and brought destruction and doubt. So when you have to choose, when you speak, you speak life. And next thing it says, a kingdom warrior prophesies or speaks to give voice to the Holy Spirit. Whenever you are in a conversation, you're going to have two influences in your life on the spiritual realm. You're going to have the influence of God and you're going to have the influence of the devil via his demons and, and destruction and shame and guilt and condemnation. And you're in a discussion and people may be talking about it doesn't matter whatever and you're going to hear a voice that says something like, hey, you need to um, cut that person down. You need to add fuel to the gossip. You remember what you saw? Or one that says, you need to change the subject. You need, to, you need to speak life into this conversation and remind people how good that person was, how patient that person was. You give voice to the devil's, you are either the devil's advocate. How many of y'all heard that term before? Don't be the devil's advocate, be Jesus' advocate. Don't speak death into situations. And so whenever you open your mouth, you are either given voice to the devil or you are given voice to God, one or the other, because there's only two kingdoms, and we're fighting a spiritual battle. So if you're a kingdom warrior, you are giving voice to the Spirit of God. How do you know the Spirit of God? One, read the Bible. You speak the Bible, speak the truth of the Bible, and you got to walk with God and have a relationship with the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Remember, we talked about the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And when you're at work, you're at school, you're at the mall, the Holy Spirit's going to say, hey, look at that person over there. Why don't you encourage that person? Look at that person over there. Why don't you pray for that person, which, by the way, we're going to do here in a minute. And it's going to change your life. Number three, a kingdom warrior prophesies or speaks what God is doing, not what Satan is threatening. When my mother was in the hospital, the devil was saying all this garbage. She's going to die. This is worse going to happen. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. And God was saying, no, 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 no. I'm with her. No, 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 no. Whatever. Listen, we're all going to die. But she has a relationship with me. She's going to go to heaven. She has had a great life. She has all her family around her 
Look at all this good that's in. She got a whole church praying for her. And so, so you have to say, a kingdom warrior say, no, here's what God is doing, not what the devil's doing. People who are hurt will t- speak hurtful things. People who are discouraged will speak discouraging things. But people who are full of the joy of the Lord are going to speak joyful things. And you are either one or the other. And a kingdom warrior is speaking life and giving voice to the Holy Spirit and focusing on what God is doing, not what the devil's doing. You can look at our culture and you can say all this division. But what I see, definitely I see the division. But what I also see is people standing up who never stood up before and said, we got to come together. That's a good thing. we got to build on that. Can I get amen? So a kingdom warrior is seeing what God is doing, not what Satan is doing. In every single one of your lives, how many of you have a, have a trial in your life right now? How many of you have a trial in your life? The devil's going to say, look at the disaster that's going to happen. This is the end of your finances. This is the end of your house. We're going to have a major earthquake, which by the way, we could. This is good. You're going to lose everything. Or you could say, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. I have Jesus in my life. He has blessed me, sent people in my life. Listen, we have our groups, our small groups. Get in a small group where you got people who speak life into you every day. I have access to so, we have access to so much hope. We have access to the word of God. God has never left me or forsaken me. God has, has fed me today. Look at all the things God is doing and the things Satan is threatening haven't even happened. And most of the stuff, they say about 80% of the stuff you worry about never happens. And the 20% that happens never really results into the disaster we think it is. So we just wasted a whole lot of energy worrying when God was saying, I never told you to worry at all. Worry is not going to add anything to you except sweat. (laughs) Okay, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Three things. It says... Verse, four, verse 1, chapter 14, and then we're going to get down to some business in here. And by the way, you are going to practice this here in about 10 minutes. Say amen, somebody. Amen. In all the campuses, say amen. amen. Very good. It says, pursue, this is Paul speaking, pursue love. Everyone say pursue love. And desire spiritual gifts. Um, in February-ish, we're going to do a series on the Holy Spirit, and we're going to talk more about spiritual gifts. They are absolutely alive today. You are experiencing one right now <laughs> as I'm speaking to you, okay? Uh, it is simply the powerful work of the Holy Spirit through someone's life. Every single one of you who saved have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the giver of all gifts, that means you have access to everything that the Holy Spirit has. And if the Holy Spirit wants to use you for something, let him decide that, not you. In other words, don't say, well, I don't don't do that. I have the gift of evangelism, but we are all called to share our faith. It just so happens that I enjoy it because I have the gift of evangelism more than the average Joe who doesn't have the gift, and I probably have a higher success rate, but it doesn't mean that we're all not supposed to. Some people have the gift of giving. They just love to love to give, but we're all supposed to give. So don't, don't distinguish this whole thing. We'll get to that uh, when, we, when we go to that series. But look what it says. It says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy, that you may speak life under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to people. Especially that. Now, I would say almost more than any other sermon and topic, this is probably the most important. I know I say that every week. <laughs> because it's the most recent. <laughs> but think of how much you say all day with your mouth, with your body language, with your thoughts, 
We constantly speak. And we either speak life or we speak death. Paul's saying, among everything, I would love for you to speak a life, prophesy, day in and day out. And look what it says in verse 3. I'll just go to verse 3 real quick. It says, he who prophesies does three things. And we're going to look at these three things and we're going to practice them. Edification. Everyone say edification. edification. Exhortation. Say exhortation. exhortation. And comfort. Say comfort. Okay, look at your notes. We're going to go through these and then we're going to practice. Okay? Number one, edify. Holy Spirit, what must I say to build a person's identity in Christ? Can you imagine if everything you said was designed to one, in part, edify? Ephesians 4.29, in your notes it says, let no corrupt, nasty, dividing, divisive, backbiting word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to its ear, hearers. Here's what Paul's saying. Don't ever let any corrupt, nasty, backbiting, divisive, shameful, condemnation, judgmental word come out of your mouth. How many of you had a corrupt word in that universe come out of your mouth in the last 24 hours? Can I get an amen? Can I just say, look at all you nasty, corrupt people. How many of you hear that all day long with everybody you talk to? No? Okay. Imagine if you said, God, I'm a kingdom warrior. I am not going to let any corrupt word come out of my mouth ever again, except that which is edifying or builds people's spiritual life up. What does that require you to do? Think about your thinking. And as you're in a conversation, Lord, show me what you want me to say. This person is irritating me right now. Don't say any corrupt word. Okay? All I got is corruptness wanting to come out. I want you to build that person up. When you build a house, you lay the foundation, you put the pipes in, you put the rebar in, you put the frame, you put the electrical wires, you're building and you're constructing a house. Lord, I only want to say that which edifies and builds people up. That's what a kingdom warrior does. So when you're going to work, you're going to school, you are asking the Holy Spirit because he is your teacher. He is your guide. He's with you 24-7. He speaks to you. He guides you. He directs you. He comforts you. You're asking him, who do you want me to build up and how? Someone comes to me and they say, Lord, I got this problem. Holy Spirit, speak to me. How to build this person up. That's what a kingdom warrior does with their words. Number two, it says exhortation. Holy Spirit, what must I say to instill encouragement and hope into a discouraged heart? Revelation 19.10, it's a powerful verse. It says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What that means is that whenever you talk about what Jesus did or is doing in your life, Jesus, our Lord, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever... Jesus is consistent, powerful. 
Whenever you talk about what Jesus did or is doing in your life, it is the spirit of prophecy. In other words, what he did or is doing in my life, he can do in your life. You and I need to live prophetic lives. This congregation and all our campuses, as diverse as it is, which is contrary to what the, what's trying to happen in a spiritual level in our country, um, which is division, which actually I think is backfiring, which is a great thing, people coming together. However, this diverse is a prophetic statement of what God can do outside the church. And so when people hear about this and see about this, they're like, what, what, what? Because in 80 7%, I believe, is a stat, 80%, 7% of churches are not diverse. They're 80% or more, one nationality. So 8% of churches are not, so only 13% are diverse. So this is a prophetic statement. This is God saying, here's what I, here's what I do. Here's what the kingdom of God looks like. It's a statement of what he's doing now, but it's also a prophetic statement of what he can do in someone else's church and someone else's life. Do you, you get what I'm saying? And so what's going to happen is when you speak to somebody here in a minute, you are going to experience, I, I'm, I'm a confident, a, a release. You're, a, a change is going to break in your life where you say, I really can actually be a prophetic voice to somebody. And I can be a prophetic voice to somebody I don't know. I can be a prophetic voice to somebody that I may not normally talk to. Imagine that. Going to work saying no. Going to the park or to the mall saying, God, I can actually be a prophetic voice. In other words, speak life into somebody. Give voice to the Holy Spirit into someone's life. That is exciting. So, 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 so number one is edify. I want to build someone up. Exhort. And number three, comfort. Comfort. Holy Spirit, what must I say to bring relief and joy to a heart that has been hurt? 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. It says... 2 Corinthians 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice how many times, five times, the word comfort or some derivative thereof is in two verses. The word comfort. He's a God of comfort. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of comfort. Everyone say comfort. Who comforts, say comforts, us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort, say comfort, those who are in any trouble with the comfort, say comfort. With which we ourselves have been comforted by. Say comforted by. So here's what happens. We, 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 get, we have a hard day. We have a hard life. We go through a trial. And we need comfort. Raise your hand if you need comfort today. Okay. You're getting ready to get it. Hopefully you're getting it now. And you go, oh, comfort me. I need to go to church. I'm just having a bad day. I need you to give me a word. I need you to give me a word. And God says, okay, okay. Now, for some of you, God goes, we just went through this. <laughs> I comforted you 20 times and you keep going back to the same pain. I mean, we do it again. But at some point, we need to move to the next level. Here's the next level. I get the comfort, and this is the comfort. You rub it, ooh, like lotion. Ooh, God, thank you. Ooh, ooh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And then you take that comfort and you put it on your shelf so you could use later. And God said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That, that's... That was yesterday's comfort. I want you to take that, and now I want you to go share it with somebody else. Don't just think about you. A lot of y'all have had a heartbreak from a breakup. How many of y'all had a heartbreak from a breakup? I don't believe that. 
I do not believe that 10% of you had a heartbreak from a breakup. I just don't believe it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's try it one more time, and we'll see all the people who didn't say it the first time. Let's see it one more time. <laughs> That's more like it. That's more like it. Because huh? <laughs> what goes around comes around. And guess what? God, God, God. I mean, it's common. This is based on my point. We all had it. God got you through. Can I get amen? God is getting you through. Can I get amen? You're going to run to somebody who needs that comfort. Hey, I've been there. You've had a parent die. I've been there. You've had a parent suffer. I've been there. Comfort to somebody else. Are y'all following me? This is what a kingdom warrior does. A kingdom warrior is not about, I'm going to go to church to get mine so I can be happy. No, I'm going to, God's going to equip me so I can be a blessing to someone else. Are you following me? So the reason we come to here, well, we practice in here, we got to go take out there. So what we're going to do is I'm going to, we're going to do an exercise right now, and then I'm going to commission you to do it out there. Everything you learn here, you are being commissioned, whether I say it or not, to do it out there. This is not just something for here. And to take you through the week so you can feel better, but that you can take it and, and take it to the next level out there. Because getting it in the Word of God and the inspiration of God in your heart is one thing. But believe me, it feels so much better and it's a whole other level when it goes in and then comes back out. And so, and so when, you, when you learn it and you process it and then you express it, then you experience it at a whole other level. And, and you keep doing that over and over and over again. And so here's what we're going to do. I want you to get your notes out because we are going to um, speak a word. Do you remember the person you said hello to in the beginning? Yes, yes. You are, you are going to give them a prophetic word. And what that means is all by, the Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration. So the scriptures are the inspiration, are inspired by God. And they are profitable for teaching, correction, for doctrine. That the man of God, the woman of God may be equipped for every good work. Okay? So what we're going to do is you are going to, this is a very simple form, is you are going to read a verse to somebody, and then you are going to make a declaration based on that verse to that person. Okay? Now, let's read this one. So you're going to read the verse, you're going to declare truth over them, it's written in your notes, and then you're going to ask for feedback. Did that bless you? And here's what's going to happen. My, my prayer is that God's going to say something to you specifically about what you're, the need you have in your life to be comforted or encouraged. Okay? Let's read this real quick, and then I, I, I'm going to read it, then I'm going to give you two minutes. Can I get the first one up here? Here's an example. Here's an example. The first one in the note says, the Lord your God is in your midst. This is Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord your God is in your midst. You're going to read this to that person, one person, the mighty one. He will say, he will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with his singing. You're going to read this to that person, and you're going to ask them the name, remember their name, and then you're going to declare to them. Everyone say declaration. You're going to declare this truth over them. You're going to say, guess what? This means God delights in you, and he is pleased with you. That's it. Now, I want you to imagine going to Starbucks, you buy your Frappuccino, chica la caliga, macarena, and then you get it. And then you go over to pick it up, and you say to the person, and you may not memorize all this, but you could say to that person, hey, thank you for my, 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 my drink. God delights in you, and he's pleased with you. Now, you may say, well, how do you know? They may be doing all this garbage in their life. God still delights in them, and he's pleased with them. It's the devil that says they're messed up. God says, I have hope for them. 
does God approve what they do? No, he doesn't approve what you do all the time. But he says, I love them. I want you to tell them because so many people misunderstand who God is. God loves them. Are you following me? So what we're going to do is you're going to read it and you're going to look the person in the eye and say, God delights you. He's pleased with you. Now, whenever you do this, don't trip on, don't spend nine minutes trying to pick which verse. Is I got to get the word from the God? Am I going to do the first one, the second one, the third one? Don't, don't do that. Just pick one. God, trust God. He'll, he'll get it. Just pick one and do it. But here's, here's, the, here's the cool thing. When, whenever you see me doing this, that means I'm excited. When you get to, when you, can you put that one up there again? When you get to the declaration part, God may give you more. He may say, God, it delights in you. And, you know, I feel the Lord telling me that you're going to be okay. Don't overthink it. Now, if it is condemning, judgmental, negative, it is not from God. Do not say it. The Lord said, you've just been messing up and you better get your life right. You're going to die and go to hell. That is not. And if anybody says anything to you like that, you say, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Behind me, Satan. Hey, when Jesus said, Jesus said to his disciples, I'm going to die. I'm going to get arrested and crucified. And, and Peter said, no, Lord, with good intention. No, Lord, that's not going to. He said, get behind me, Satan. Now, Peter's like, why I got to be Satan? Why can't I just be like a knucklehead or something like that? Because what you are saying is not of God, though it be well-intentioned and though it sounds good. Okay? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to put two minutes on the screen. We're going to put two minutes on the screen. All your campus, I want you to just go to that one person. I want you to say the name. If you don't remember, ask them the name. And I want you to read the verse and read the declaration and then ask them, did that speak to you? And then we're going to do, we're going to do 120 seconds, two minutes, and then we're going to get back together. Ready? Let me pray for you real quick. Lord, I pray for supernatural breakthrough. I pray people trip out on how much a blessing this is. I pray for chains to break off the fear of people talking to other people and being a blessing to other people. In Jesus' name, amen. Two minutes, let's go.
Oh, thank you. <laughs> Lord, thank you so much. Holy Spirit, we pray you break chains of fear. We pray you open people's eyes to the power that they have and how they can be used with, as a powerful tool of encouragement, edification, exhortation, and comfort in people's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can I get a hand? Can I get, the Lord get a hand? Amen. I wish I can ask you what you just learned. How many of y'all were blessed just right now? How many of y'all blessed right now? Amen, amen. Look, now, how many of y'all got a word that you needed right now that God needed to speak to you? Just raise your hand. Look at it, look at that, look at that. Raise your hand. Look around the room. Look around the room. Look around the room. Look around the room. Now, I promise you, because I don't know any of your issues, but I promise you the person that spoke to you probably did not know what was going on in your life. And they certainly didn't know, okay, I'm going to pick that verse for that problem. But God does. Here's what I'm saying is that if, if you are going, when you go to work, by the way, you're being commissioned right now as a kingdom warrior prophet. Don't go, I'm a prophet now. But you, <laughs> I'm not saying that. You're supposed to live a prophetic life. And so what, what I'm saying is that when you go to work, when you go to school, when you go to the park or to the mall, that God wants to speak life to people through you. Who do those people need to be? Whoever he chooses, do not overthink it. Well, they have to be like me, my demographic, my this, my that. I got to be able to, you know, relate to them. Stop. Stop. If you just go to people who are like you, okay, that's, okay, step one, baby step. But what about just let the Holy Spirit decide that? But what happens is if you say, Lord, I'm letting you decide that and I'm not putting any qualifications on who you pick. I don't care. I don't have certain fears where I'm going to go around these kinds of people or these kinds of situations. You pick whoever you want. So when I go to the mall, let me tell you something. I'm like, God, who you want me to talk to? I was at the airport uh, sometime, whatever it was, and I'm standing waiting for the plane. People standing around in LAX, and this lady was crying. And God said, I'll go over there and pray for her. I'm like, cool, no problem. I said, hey, how you doing? My name is Mazan Pastor. Can I pray for you? And she's like, oh, I used to go to the rock. She, we're, in, we're in LA. Got to pray for her, encourage her. And then sometimes they, they're like, they, they, we don't have any relationship, and they're just tripping that somebody would want to pray for them and speak life to them and not tell them how bad they are and not try to solve their problem. God knows. I don't know the answer to your question. I just know God is faithful. Do you know how powerful that is? And so my, my challenge to all of you, what you just learned just now is that fear is way overrated. Being scared to speak out is way overrated. It is not a big deal. You, you, the devil wants to bind you up in fear. I can't talk to this person. God's not going to use me. I may get it wrong. Don't worry about you getting it wrong. It's not about you. It's about what the Holy Spirit, because you can say something to somebody like, God loves you, and they hear something completely different. What I mean by that, you say God loves you, and what they hear is, you're not going to lose your job. Your kids are going to eat. And there are people who care about you. You didn't say any of that. You are just a conduit. And you have to believe that. Because the devil's telling you all this garbage about what you are not. And God is telling you what you are. And as your mind is renewed, you start to believe what God says you are. And you start to believe the power of his word in your mouth.
And the more you learn about his word being in your mouth and the power of his word. And by the way, you don't have to, you don't have to be right. And what I mean by that, you're not going into a discussion ever, ever, ever to win an argument. I have to get the evangelism. What that means is that I love sharing the gospel with people. It don't matter. But I am not having these discussions to win an argument. I'm presenting an opportunity for a relationship. You don't want it? Fine. I already got the relationship. I'm trying to help you out. And if you don't want it or you want to argue, whatever, that's, that's, not, that's not against me. And, and this is even easier than that because you're not even asking them to do anything except receive something. And so here's my challenge is that you would say, okay, I'm a kingdom warrior. I am supposed to do this. God, when I go to work tomorrow, who do you want me to bless? And what do I say? Whatever is biblical, edifying, or exhorting, or encouraging, or comforting, or a blessing, never negative, never condemning, never judgmental, never manipulating, that's the devil. Two kingdoms, you represent this. Make it short, get out, get in, get out. Say, God, what did I learn? Hey, did it bless you? And then practice, practice, practice. And when you're in a group and people are talking about garbage, you're going to go, that's from the devil, kingdom of devil. That's from the kingdom of devil. That's from the kingdom of devil. And don't be lured into telling them that. <laughs> <laughs> Because now all of a sudden you're high and mighty saying, hmm, hmm, how do I turn this discussion around? Well, this person did this, this person did this, this person did this. But you know what? I remember that person being a blessing. And I remember when I was in that situation and I was hurting, I said some things too. And I'm glad someone encouraged me. Turn around. You are kingdom word. Your words are indication of what's in your heart. The Bible says the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Communion. Let's get our cup out. Take the top off. This week is going to be an amazing week in San Diego. If you all go out as kingdom warrior prophets. Don't tell anybody you're a prophet. <laughs> because you're not. You're just doing the work of a prophet. You're speaking life. Can I get Amen. Raise your hand if you don't have a uh, communion. Thank you. Our wonderful usher and usherettes will bring you. At the last supper, Jesus broke the bread. He broke it. He said, this is my body. Take, eat. This was representative of his death on the cross. And we take this acknowledging that we remember that. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you died and rose from the dead. If you have never asked Christ to be your Savior and you want to, we want to give you the opportunity. And we ask you not to take communion unless you've asked Christ to be your Savior. So if you would like to ask Christ to be your Savior, just pray in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I believe I'm a sinner. And that the penalty of my sin is death. I believe Jesus died and rose from the dead for my sin. Jesus, please forgive me. 
I surrender my life to you. If you prayed that prayer, just slip your hand up really high. I can see you and pray for you. God bless 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 you. All over the room, we see you. God bless you. Dozens of you. You can put your hands down. Lord, thank you for those people. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. We take this acknowledging Jesus' death on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says without bloodshed, there's no forgiveness of sin. Jesus shed his sinless blood for us, and we take this acknowledging that. Lord, we thank you that you shed your innocent blood for our sin. Thank you for forgiving us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to pray for all the campuses, but let me say this one last encouragement to all of you. Two things. Next week, bring somebody who's sick. We're going to pray for people, and some of the people that y'all pray for are going to be healed right in front of you. Okay? Bring somebody who's sick. You're going to pray for them. I'm going to pray for them. Um, But also, you're going to grow in your faith and your courage to pray for people. Um, Number two. I want you to practice speaking prophetically, speaking life to people. Practice every day. And when a thought comes into your mind and an urge to say something that's negative, judgmental, condemning, shameful, just know that's coming from another kingdom. That's, you're not that warrior. You're this kingdom's warrior. And number three, after I pray at all the campuses, there are going to be PSTs, pastoral support team, and all the altars. And they want to give you a word. These are people who, want to, who, are, who are going to get a prophetic word for you. I people in my life, I ask them for a word. They say, God says about me. Tell me, I'm, I'm having a struggle about this, and, and they'll just give me a word from God, a very fresh word from God. So at all the campuses, there are going to be people at the altar who, who uh, have a gift of prophecy to prophesy over your life and tell you something that God will give them for you specifically. And if you're like, what does that mean? Just come down and get some. Okay, you may, be having, you may be struggling in a relationship. Hey, you want to find out if it's going to work? It, you may get that word. So ladies, you might want to tell your man, hey, just, just a second, I'll be right back. I, I got to get <laughs> business decision, whatever it is, you're struggling, whatever. Just come down and get it. And it may be the Lord says he hasn't forgotten you. I don't know what the word is going to be. But we're going to have people at all the campuses, at all the stages. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Lord, I commission all the campuses to live a prophetic life this week and to speak prophetic words to people they see. That they would be an encouragement to the people in their lives, at their work, and even people who they don't get along with. I pray they'd be encouragement to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor? Amen. As our pastoral support team comes up, what a great, great challenge to have this week. Can you imagine the difference that you can make in your family's life, in your time at work, in your, in your R groups, as you speak only the words necessary to build people up.
Speaking of building people up, you guys, we've got our life class today that's at 2 o'clock. If you haven't signed up, just show up at 1.30. We'll take care of you. It's a free class designed for you. And today it's about evangelizing the lost. So if you haven't taken that class, we encourage you to go take the class. We also have Saturday prayer. Every Saturday, you guys, we're here from 9 to 10 a.m. We encourage you guys to join us. We have our men's retreat coming up this weekend. Don't miss out. All information is in your bulletin and on our website we can get more information we have a pastoral support team here those of you guys made a decision for the Lord today we encourage you come forward we want to give you next steps get you prayed up and talk about um, where to go from here God bless you guys have a wonderful Sunday we'll see you guys next week and bring somebody